Alrighty. You ready? Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. And the brother gets his papers together. Praise God. Um, we made it. Amen. Yeah. It's uh, Wednesday night. Bible study. As we come to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Amen. Yeah. I wish I could button my shirt. Maybe I can prove unto God that I can get dressed. Amen. Glory <laughs> to God. Amen. You know, wouldn't it be great if everything was just perfect in life? Amen. Yeah, that, you know, everything you try to do, it, it works out right on time. And, you know, your hair comes out just right. Um, your dress fits just right. Um, the food comes out just right. Um, it's quite frankly, I think life would be boring after a while. If, if everything just worked out perfectly, we really wouldn't know when to be happy. Um, because happiness is relative. You know, sometimes you have to go through some struggles um, in order to appreciate the victories. Amen. And, um, and sometimes, you know, life has to go sideways in order for us to appreciate when things are moving in a straight line. So, um, so we laugh, amen. We laugh at our foibles and our frailty. You know, um, one of the psalmists wrote, you know, Lord, teach, teach me, you know, to understand how frail that I am. Yes. And I think all of us, you know, that's a humble reminder for all of us that, you know, we're frail. And um, there are times when we need reminders of just how frail we are. But um, praise God, our God isn't frail, amen? Yes. He is He is strong and mighty, amen. And so amen. we praise God as we come before him today and we receive of his strength and his wisdom and all his good things. So um, we're going to have Bible study tonight. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the Gospel of John as we continue with the study that we started two weeks ago called what? I need a blessing. I need a blessing. I need a blessing. And I think for those of us who've been, you know, we've been here for a little while, you're saying, I need a blessing. You really haven't told me anything yet about getting a blessing, but we have. We, you know, we've been dealing with the, um, the feeding of the 5,000. Um, and we're going to continue with that um, on this week. And when it comes to that, you know, so far we've seen... A couple of things. One, we started with the example, and Jesus was the example of how he responded to the needs of people, even though he was in need. Mm -hmm. He was in need of some rest. He was in need of some food. He said he hadn't eaten. He and his disciples hadn't eaten. Um, he wanted some quiet. He wanted to get away to a quiet place. Mm -hmm. um, he also wanted some time alone. But the people had needs, and all they knew is that Jesus could meet those needs. And so they came upon him, and Jesus' response was compassion. The scripture says he looked upon them as, as the people as sheep without a shepherd. Yes. And he was mm -hmm. compassionate, and he welcomed them, he taught them, uh, and he healed their sick. And so that's the example. And then last week, as we were looking at the feeding of the 5,000, and again, this is the only miracle that's in all four Gospels. 
Matthew 14, Mark 6, Luke 9, and John 6. And we looked last week, Jesus, the first week with the example, last week we saw the contrast. Right. And the contrast with the disciples. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. in contrast to Jesus, who saw the needs of the people and responded to it with compassion. After Jesus welcomed them and taught them and healed them, it was getting late. And the disciples said it's getting late and these people are hungry. They need to go find some lodging. They need to go uh, get something to eat. And they said, send them away. Get them on out of here. Mm -hmm. um, and we said, that's the contrast. Because they saw a need. Right. And all they wanted to do was get those people out of their face. They didn't want to see them. They didn't want to look at them. Send them away, Jesus, so they can go get something to eat. And that's the contrast because Jesus saw the same people in the same situation mm -hmm. and he wanted to do something for them. Okay. Um, and so the first two weeks, we, as we were looking through the, uh, the feeding of the five thousand, we come away with the example of Jesus. Amen. And then the contrast of the disciples. Um, and tonight we're going to talk about the test. Amen. So tonight is the test. And we're in John chapter 6, so let's let's dive in to John chapter 6, but first let's pray, um, and then we'll get into this week's Bible study. Father, we bless your name, glory yes, to God, Father. and we thank you, Lord, for your word and for the opportunity to share and to speak and to receive of your word. Father, we pray that your will will be done, and that yes, you will Lord. bless us, O oh God, to um, hear from heaven, glory to God, and, and Father God, then that your word will just quicken our spirits and build us up in our most holy faith yes, father. father have your way now use me for your glory oh god all the glory let it be unto you yes. and may the people god be built up may they be strengthened may they be encouraged oh god through your word and by your spirit we turn it all into your hands now we give you praise glory to god in jesus name, in jesus name. Amen. amen amen all right so we're going to talk about the test tonight right first week jesus was the example uh, last week, we looked at the contrast. The disciples say, send them away. Today, we're going to look at the test. And so today, we're going to go to John chapter 6, the feeding of the 5,000. That's 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So, um, let's go to verse 5. It says, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him or to test him. Mm -hmm. For he himself, Jesus himself, knew what he would do. Yes. So we don't have to, we don't have to guess. We don't have to um you know, assume or, or anything like that, what's going on right here. Um, again, we already laid the groundwork of all these people on the mountainside and Jesus welcoming them and teaching them and healing them, the disciples wanting to send them away because it's late. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? <laughs> And I believe he asked that question first. Where, where can we buy bread, bread to feed all these people? And listen, listen, Jesus, they need to go. They need to go mm -hmm. in the city mm -hmm. and go find themselves something to eat. And the text is plain, though. Jesus asked 
that question as a test. Mm -hmm. It says, he said this, Jesus did, in order to prove or to test Philip. Not just Philip, but also the disciples. And not just these disciples, but to test us as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was a test. He was testing the disciples to see how are they going to respond. I'm laying a challenge before them. Where can we buy food to feed all these people? And not only is the scripture plain about it being a test, mm -hmm. but it's also plain that Jesus, despite whatever answer Philip would give him, would give him, Jesus knew he was going to do something. Yeah. Because it said, he said this to test Philip, for he himself, Jesus himself, knew what he was going to do. Isn't that something? God, God was, Jesus was testing him, but yet Jesus knew, I'm going to do something here. Right. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to know that right now. You are in the midst of a test, and it may hurt, and, and you may wonder if you're going to fail, if you're going to get left back, if you're going to get destroyed even because of the test you're going through. But I want you to know something. God already know what he's going to do. <laughs> and you should be happy about that why because you're a child of god and god is on your side right god is on your side god vindicates his children god blesses his children god provides and takes care of his children now we don't always understand why god does it the way he does it mm -hmm. but god does it amen and yes. so um you know, one thing for sure, God already knows what he's going to do. Jesus said, my father is always working. So yes. God already knows what he's going to do to fix your situation right now. You may be in the midst of a test. You may not know what you're going to do. <laughs> I may not know what I'm going to do sometimes. You ever be like that? I just don't know what I'm going to do. But praise be unto God. God knows what he's going to do. Yep. Amen. Yeah. And And for some of us, just knowing that God is going to do something can be enough yeah. to be an anchor to your soul. That you can just say, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. Isn't that how Mary was? Mm -hmm. There's no wine. Woman, what has that to do with me? My hour has not yet come. She goes, okay. Then she turns to the disciples. Whatever he tells you to yeah. do, do it. Why? Because she didn't know. But she, she didn't know what he was going to do. She just knew he was going to do something. something right? Glory to God. See, that's how we have to be. I don't know what Jesus is going to do, but I know he's going to do something. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a fix right now. I don't know what God's going to do, but I know he's going to do something. Yeah. See, even that, glory to God. See, sometimes we mistake certainty for mm -hmm. faith. In other words, we... Once we know something, then we believe it. Yeah. And we think, oh, we're acting in faith. You're not acting in faith. You're acting in knowing or you know already. Faith is active even when you don't know. In fact, faith is active. Because see, we, what, we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm -hmm. Right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is not based on certainty. There is some uncertainty 
yeah. with faith. Yeah. See, because people of faith believe God in the midst of the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's going to do. But then you know something for certain. But I know he's going to do something. <laughs> Amen? And see, some of us don't want to trust God, don't want to lift up our hands, don't even want to smile. Yeah. Because we don't know what God's going to do. We don't know when he's going to do it. But if you can just allow the truth of knowing he already knows what he's going to do. Yes. And you know he's a good God. And you know he loves you. And you know he cares for you. And you know that he will tax the last grain of sand for you. Yeah. And you know that he gave his son for you. Then you go, how can he not, having given of his son, not freely give me all things? Yeah. So you know, you know what? I'm going to lift up my head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory is going to come in. Why? Because I know my God's going to do something. Yes. God's going to do something. Jesus knew. Mm -hmm. Philip, Philip, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? And Jesus just looking at him, waiting for the answer, while in his head he know. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Amen. I mean, he's just looking at Philip, waiting for the answer. But on the inside, Jesus, whatever you say, Philip, I know what I'm going to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Doesn't mean that what we say don't matter, though. Right. Because, you know, God doesn't do anything just because. Our answer does matter. Mm -hmm. Right? It may determine how long we're going to be in that test. Some of you have been sitting in that test. Even Jesus won't go home. <laughs> you know how you... <laughs> glory to God. You know how, you know, you had to go take a test and there was a proctor in the room? Yeah. Right? And you the last one. And they're like, come on, man. When you going to finish this test? Some of you have been in that same test for so long. Even Jesus won't go home. <laughs> We've been in this room too long. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. But Jesus knows what he's going to do. Amen. He knows what he's going to do. He, he, he's going to do something. And some of you need to be encouraged right now. God is going to do something. Don't worry about that you don't know how, that you don't know what, that you don't know when, that you don't know what direction it's going to come from. Just let the truth that God already knows what he's going to do to get you out of your fix. Yes. Be a comfort to your soul. Hang on to that. Amen. 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 We got to learn to lift up our hands in uncertainty, not just when the bill gets paid. Oh, glory to God. No, lift up your hands when you don't know if the bill's going to get paid yes. mm -hmm. or how the bill's going to get paid. Because that's when faith is really, I think, pleasing unto God. When you're doing it on the basis of nothing in front of you, right? Evidence that's not seen. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jesus knows what he's going to do. Jesus is going to do something for you. Amen. I'm going to say it again and then we're going to move on. Jesus knows what he's going to do. And Jesus is going to do something for you. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. Um, so he knew what he was going to do. Um, but God will, will test our faith. Um, he, you know, he's going to test us. He's going to put us in situations. He's going to allow us to get into situations to test our faith, to test our obedience. Um, and, and you say, why is he doing it? Because he wants to grow us up. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he wants to grow us up. He wants to sharpen us. He wants us to be better. He wants us to, 
to, um, you know, learn how to walk like he walks. Mm -hmm. He wants us to learn to, us for us to learn to respond like Jesus responds. He wants us to have the character of Jesus. Amen. Remember, yeah, he, you know, he saved us that we may be conformed to the image of the Son. Yeah. He wants us to be like Jesus. And so he's going to test us. He's going to refine us. And we're going to have to take and pass those tests. Mm -hmm. Now, you know that so many of us want promotion. Who doesn't want promotion? Who doesn't want to go to the next level? Um, who, who doesn't want increase? But I don't know, you know, even in ordinary living, of any promotion that's worth anything that comes without testing. Right. I mean, when you went to school, you didn't get promoted from one grade to the other without you know demonstrating that you could take and pass tests mm -hmm. right right um you know in the army you want to go from one grade to another those of you who are in the military you gotta take tests mm -hmm. you know they even take you on the firing range to you know to, to test your marksmanship and they put you out in the field to test you know you on different maneuvers and things things like that you don't just start getting more right. and more stripes mm -hmm. on your on your chest or on your shoulder, you gotta take some tests if you wanna get promoted. Right. Amen. And so if we want promotion, and promotion doesn't come from, you know, from the from the east, the west, or the south, right? It's it's God. Yeah. Who who lifts up one and sets down another. So God, you know, he uses these tests to determine who's going to be promoted. But there's no promotion without testing. Um but Jesus wanted, you know, part of this test was to get the disciples to stop being the way they demonstrated. He wanted them to be like him. Right. He didn't want the disciples in this position of saying, send them away. He wanted them to have his heart. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he came to them and said, where are we going to buy um, this food? Um, you know, so. Uh, praise God. I just want to say this too. Going back to this idea of. God knows what he's going to do. But someone is saying, yeah, but if I don't know what he's going to do, then... But, but, but you know, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Mm -hmm. God says, I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I have for you, saith mm -hmm. the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you hope in the future. Glory. And so, God says, I, my, you know what my plan is for you? To prosper you. Mm -hmm. So, even that. Now, if someone said to you, you know what? I want to bless you. Mm -hmm. Or... Okay, let's just make it in real time. I want to give you a thousand dollars. Even before you get the thousand dollars, you'd be happy. Yeah. Even before you got the thousand dollars, you'd be thinking, okay, what are you going to do with it? Whatever need you might mm -hmm. have or whatever. Yeah. If you believed that person. Mm -hmm. But God says, my plan is to prosper you. See, we should be happy right there. Right. <laughs> Even if right now we're not prospering. Mm -hmm. See, because I believe we can get out of the lack and into the abundance because we believe in the midst of lack yeah. that we're on our way to abundance. Why? Because God said, I'm going to prosper you. So, mm -hmm. again, God knows what he's going to do. Hang on to these promises and, you know, in spite of. Amen. But God knows what he's going to do. Now, what's interesting here, and remember we said that this is in all four Gospels, right? right. So, here... When Jesus sees the crowd, he says, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? So Jesus is putting himself in there. We. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to buy enough food to feed all these people? 
right? Mm -hmm. And he said this as a test. Now, but let's go to Matthew's gospel for a second. Matthew 14. Matthew 14. In verse 16, after the disciples said, send them away so that they can go buy food, Jesus said to them, they need not depart. In other words, what he said, they don't have to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go anywhere. Look what he said. Give ye them to eat. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's he saying? They don't have to go anywhere. You feed them. Mm -hmm. There's no we in this. Right. See, in John, he said, where are we mm -hmm. going to find enough bread to buy enough bread for them? He included himself in it. Mm -hmm. But here, and, and he says the same thing in Mark's gospel and in Luke's gospel, where he says, give ye them to eat. He doesn't say they don't need to depart. He says that here. But in all three gospels, he said, you feed them. Right. Not me and you, you. you. <laughs> and that's something we have to understand. You know, and um, you don't have to turn here. I'm just going to turn real quickly because this is something that I'm just thinking about. Um, in James chapter 2, verse mm -hmm. 14, it says, What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he have faith and have not works, hmm. can faith save him? Mm -hmm. If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food, so naked or hungry, mm -hmm. and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, always depart. <laughs> Get out of here. Right? Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Mm. See, so James is saying, if you know someone is naked and hungry and all you can do is flap your gums and say, God mm -hmm. bless you, God bless you, be warm and be filled, yeah. but you don't give them yeah. right. clothing and food. He said, what good is that? He said, faith, faith without works is dead, dead. right? Mm -hmm. He said, even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead. So, so we see from James 2 and 14 this expectation of if you know somebody's in need, mm -hmm. God expects you to do something about yeah. it. And this is something that we need to understand. The things that you know, the things that I know and that we know, when we, we come to know that someone is in need, someone has bills to be paid or someone is in a fix or whatever, do you know that God permitted you to know that? Yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of things right now uh, that's going on in your own family that you Jesus. don't know right now. But you know about somebody clear across the country who used to be in your science class in high school. You heard something about the situation they're in. Why did you know that? God permits us to know certain things and many times it's a test to see if whether or not we want to rise up in faith and do something about what yes. he allowed us to know. But so many times we just want to mouth some platitudes. I'm praying for you. I'm not saying prayer is not good. It is. But how many of you know, sometimes that's not enough. You heard what James said. Mm -hmm. If you pray and say, be warm and be filled, but you don't do anything else. About it, right. Sometimes somebody needs something else. But God lets us know these things because these are tests. 
Test of what? Test to see if you're ready to receive the blessing that we're saying we so desperately need. Yeah. So, um, here in Matthew's gospel, he said to them, they need not depart. You, you feed them. Mm-hmm. God expects us to do something. And their response to this is, in verse 17, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. We have here, all we have is five loaves and two fishes. Now, in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 9, in verse 13, it says, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes. And then the disciples couldn't stop there. They then said, except we should go and buy meat for all these people. And and the, the better translation is, we have nothing but two fishes loaves and five fish and then it's this or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for all these people (laughs) (laughs) that's how one of the translations actually translates that verse (laughs) amen that's in the new living translation or are you expecting us to go and sometimes we get we get snippy with god Oh, gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in a situation and you go, oh, we, I'm just supposed to let her talk to me like that? <laughs> yeah. You ever you ever say things like that to God? Like, you know, the Holy Spirit is convicting you and telling you, okay, that person just says such and such a thing, let them go. And you go, oh, I'm just supposed to let them get away with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. we can get snippy. They got snippy with Jesus. Yeah, they did. Right? Or are we supposed to, or are, we, are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for all these people? I don't know if Jesus was expecting them to go buy food, but he was expecting them to do something, yeah. right? He's expecting them to do something. We saw what James said. Don't just pray for somebody. Don't know that what's going on and just want the people to get out of your sight right. so that you don't have to be brought down by someone else's suffering. Right. Isn't it amazing? How selfish is this? God's blessing you. You're having a good day. You're in a good season or whatever. And you have a friend. You have a co-worker. You have a neighbor. You have you have a family member who's down on their luck. And you know what? Sometimes you don't, you don't even want to talk to them. You don't want to see them. You don't want to hear from them. Mm-hmm. You get a text. Oh, man. You get an email, oh, man, you know, what? because what? Because they're going to bring you down. Yeah. Come on. It, we've all done it. Amen. We just need to lift up our hands and say, oh, Lord, forgive me yes. for mm-hmm. being so selfish. I'm caring only about myself. You ever, you ever care so much about your well-being that you don't care about somebody else's? Because you know they're struggling, but you don't want them around to to rain on your parade, to darken your corner of the earth or whatever. Yep. And that's what the disciples were. Get these people out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, send them away. And Jesus said, they don't depart. They don't need to depart. You feed them. But the disciples said, we only got two fish and five loaves of bread. But let's turn to Mark because I will see something so powerful in Mark's gospel in Mark chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 38 when you get there. In Mark chapter 6, in verse 38. In fact, let's start in verse 37 first. Because <laughs> this is funny too. Because in verse 37, Jesus says to them, you feed them, you give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. And Philip, the same Philip who he says, where can we buy enough bread, mm-hmm. right? In, in the Gospel of John. Philip says, 
He says, you know, uh, shall we go and buy 200 pennyworths <laughs> of bread and give ye them to eat? Now, you know what 200 pennyworth of bread is? 200 pennyworth is essentially a year's wages. Mm -hmm. Because a penny was about a daily wage for a laborer. So mm -hmm. 200 pennies working 200 days a year. Essentially, he's saying... We what you want us to go buy a year's worth of a year's salary worth of bread? See, see again, being all sarcastic. You you see you see how they are. You see how they're saying. Oh, you expecting us to buy food? And now you go. Oh, so you want this? That's like saying now. You know, somebody makes fifty thousand. Oh, you want us to go buy fifty thousand dollars worth of bread? You know what I mean? Like, why getting all snippy, right? right. But Jesus ignores that. How, oh, glory to God. How many of you are so happy that Jesus is merciful? That, that God ignores us when yes. we catch an attitude with him. And, and listen, look, maybe you're, you're a good little Christian and you never caught an attitude with God. I would tell you this right now. I've caught an attitude with God. Yep. I know I've caught an attitude with God. You know, I, I've been mad because God didn't move the way I thought he should move. Yeah. I'm mad because I prayed a few times and nothing ever happened. And I'm hearing the Holy Spirit tell me to pray and I start getting mad. Why should I pray? You haven't done anything. You just letting them get away with it. Oh, I've gotten into myself sometimes. And all I can do is, oh, Lord, thank you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Lord is merciful. But sometimes we get it. We, mm-mm. <laughs> yep. And we see it with the disciples. Mm -hmm. they're, they're being smart, Alex. You know, a penny, a 200 penny worth worth of bread. You're expecting us to go buy all bread to feed all these people. So that's what they said. But look what Jesus said to them in verse 38. He says to them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. Now, that go and see is nowhere else. It's not in the other three Gospels, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He does say in John, where are we going to buy enough bread? He does say in Matthew, they don't need to depart. You feed them. And he says here, give thee them to eat. In other words, you feed them. But then he asked them a question. How many loaves do you have? Mm -hmm. And then he said, go and see. And that's important because we got to realize, remember, there's 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So let's just say 10, 12,000 people, maybe 15,000 people mm -hmm. on this mountainside. And Jesus said, go and see. Yep. This is not talking about go and see like among 10 people. Mm -hmm. This is like 10,000 people. They had to go look. Mm -hmm. You got any food? You got any food? You got any food? You got any food? No, I ain't got any food. You got any food? No, I ain't got any food. You got any food? And all they found was there's one boy that we know because we're going to turn there in a minute because that's a boy that had a lunch yeah but they had to go and see it wasn't a matter of them you know uh being able to just stand there now they said all their smart aleck things uh -huh. and jesus ignored them uh -huh. but he does say to them how many loaves do you have and then he says go and see and see one of the things we have to to, to get into our spirit is that there are times and many times oftentimes where we have to search and look and explore right in order to give God something to work with yes 
right? Because, see, God wants to do something in your life, in my life, in our life, but he needs us to give him something to work with. And how many of you know, our little smart answers and our little attitudes is not what he's looking for. Right. He's looking for us to give him something to work with. And so even though they're giving him lip, right? He ignores that in his mercy and says, how many loaves have you? Go check. Go see. Right. Amen. Go and see. And, and I love this go and see because... <laughs> What he's saying is, you can't stay right here and give me the answer, right? right? Mm -hmm. You have to go and see, right? Go and see how many loaves of bread. You think about the widow woman. She had to go and borrow some pots mm -hmm. and borrow not a few, mm -hmm. right? There are times when you and I have to, have to stop being, you know, content to stay where we are and try to answer God, and we have to go and see. Yes. And, and so, you know, yeah, you need a blessing, but what do you have that you can put in God's hands that he can use, right, to bless you and yes. to bless other people? Go and see. See, right now, some people want to say, I don't have nothing. See, you're right where you are. But see, the answer is not going to be found where you are, because otherwise Jesus wouldn't say go, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> you got to go and see. Right. And see, you know, so... We may have to look around. We, we may have to look in our surroundings. We may have to, to, to look in our house, like the woman, right? You know, how many pots do you have and all the rest of that. Right. But here's the other thing that, that probably is really the crux of the matter. Okay. Is that so many of us need to look inside ourselves. Yes, that's it. Go and see. See, because right now you need a blessing, but God says, I need something to work with. Mm -hmm. How's your heart? Go wow. and see. How's your attitude? Go and see. see. How's your thought life? Go and see. Not stay right here, but actually take some time to look. Let a man examine himself. Glory to God. Let a woman examine herself. Go and see. How are you thinking? Now, wow. I know you do some nice things in the church and you do some nice things in the community, but 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 are you really doing it for the people or are you doing it for the pat on the back? Go wow. and see. <laughs> Go and see. Go and see if whether you're really operating in humility or some sneaky pride. Go and see. Wow. See, because some of us, right, you know, oh, 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 you're walking around, oh, you love everybody? Are you sure you're not holding a grudge against someone from years ago they did something to you? Go and see. See, some of us haven't gone and seen some of the things that's going on on the inside of us, and we're wondering why God hasn't moved. Because some of us, like, you ask them right now, is your heart, are, are, are you good with everybody? Yep, you'll answer without going and seeing. You want to answer right where you are. But see, the disciples couldn't stand on that hill. How many loaves have you? Look, if it was up to them, they would have said, ain't nobody got any food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have left it right they would have, there. Right? They would have just gave an answer. There's no food around here. They need to go and go find food. There's no, nobody has food. <laughs> right? They always, You see how smart Alex they've been, right? Yeah. They would have just said, there's no food here. But Jesus didn't leave it up to them. He said, no, you, the answer that you need to give me is not found 
standing right where you are. The yes. answer that you need to give me is not found without you having to do some work and some exploration and some looking and some digging yes. and some examining and all the rest of that. You you need it is some action here. Go and see. And 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 here God the, the go and see for us is not go out there. It's going here. Wow. What's going on in your heart? Hmm? What's going on in your heart? Oh, you you claim you're generous, but what are you really giving to people? Go and see. Go and see. Go and see how generous you are. Go and see whether your heart is hard or soft. Go and see whether you have any forgiveness up in that thing. Go and see whether pride is is tainting, you know, your 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 actions. Go and yes, see. Go yes. and see if you have a need for attention that that just can't be can't be you know satisfied. Go and see. Wow. Go and see. Go and see if you've done the last thing I told you to do. <laughs> Go and see. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And so they so here here they are. Send them away, and the test comes. No, no, no. Where can we buy enough bread? You feed them. Nobody got nothing. Oh, there's nobody got any bread. Go and see. And here's the thing. So let's turn. Let's turn then to John, chapter six. So we go back to John. I love Bible study. I love turning to my Bible. <laughs> so we go back to John, right? And in verse nine, John chapter six, verse nine. They say. It says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, there's a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. Mm -hmm. So here's the important thing to understand. That boy didn't pop out of thin air. No, he did not. They had to go find him. They had to go find him. He didn't, he didn't volunteer. It's not like they, you know, they, they sent out a blast, an email blast or, or posted something on Facebook. Anybody got any food up in here? You know what I mean? They didn't have a megaphone. They had to walk around. That's and right. they found that boy. I don't know how long it took them to find that boy. But he's a boy in a crowd of 10, 15,000 people. <laughs> I, I think they searched for that boy, that kid, for a little while. And they finally found him. Right? He didn't just show up out of nowhere. They had to find him. Because Jesus said, go and see. And so they had to search. They had to search. And some of us need to 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 hear God telling us go and see. He 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 wants us to see something. Amen. He wants us to 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 bring him back something. Maybe he wants us to see that our heart is not exactly where it's wow. supposed to be and wow. he wants us to come back with a better heart. Maybe he wants us to have a better attitude. Yes. Maybe he, come on somebody. He wants us to go and see, go see how you really are. Go see how, what's really been going on. Go see and then come back yes. to me. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then come back to me. And so they came back with the little boy, glory to God. And they said, you know, this boy, <laughs> amen. Uh, he has five barley loaves. And two small fishes. Mm -hmm. But what are they among so many? They just can't stop. <laughs> right? Yes. They yes. just can't stop. They got to keep going. But what are they? So, but what's this going to do? 
like what they're saying, right? But what this going to do, Jesus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know sometimes I've been like that too. Where, you know, I can just sense the Lord wants me to do something, wants me to forgive somebody, wants me to to forbear and overlook something someone's doing. And I get so frustrated. I'm like, what's that going to do? They're just going to keep doing the same thing yeah. over again. You ever be like that? When God tells you, leave it alone, and you know someone did something wrong to you, but he's telling you, leave it alone. And you go, but what's that going to do? They're just going to keep doing the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Man, it's amazing how we think we got more answers than God. Yeah. What are they among so many? Now, but let's look at something a little bit closer in verse 9. What's going on here? First, they found the boy. There's a lad here, right? They found him after they went and searched. Mm-hmm. And then they told Jesus what the boy had. And let's look at this closely, what they said. What does he have? He has five barley loaves and two small fishes. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw in Matthew where it says, you know, there's five loaves and two fishes. We have five loaves and two fishes. We have five loaves and two fishes. But here, Andrew's very precise. He says he has five barley loaves. Five barley loaves. Mm -hmm. Barley was the cheapest bread. Put it this way. Barley was poor man's bread. Mm. Wheat was more expensive than barley. So you have wheat bread, that's one thing. You have barley bread, that's because that's poor man's bread. Uh Now, so, but notice that Andrew felt the need to let him know Mm -hmm. not only how much bread they have, but the quality of the bread they have. This poor man's bread. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is five loaves of poor man's bread, right? And then let's go to the fish. And two what? Small fish. Yeah. They just can't be fish. Right. They small fish. You see, listen, you see what they're doing? Okay. How many loaves have ye? Go and see. There's a lad here. And he got two he got five loaves of poor man bread and he got two little bitty fish. I point this out because there are times when we look at what we have and whether we do it consciously or not, we put it down. Hmm. You know, we, we despise it. Some people despise their own self. Hmm. Right? They don't think they have enough education or they don't speak well enough. Or, you know, they're too tall, too short, or, you know what I mean? There's always something lacking. Mm -hmm. You know, you you look inside your church, and, you know, the church down the street's a mega church with all these people and all this ministry, and your church is only God, you know, you and and, and your family, and, and, right, and, you know, uh, you look at that. But, but, you know, so in here, it's like it's a despising of what you have. But I want you to know that that sometimes the 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 I don't want to say this 
the meager, like here, they had meager rations. They had, they, not only did they not have much, the, what they had wasn't of good quality. It yes. was poor man's bread. And the fish were small. It was a boy's lunch. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, it was poor man's bread. And, yes, it was small fish. But that doesn't mean you have to despise it. Because here's the thing. The, the, the smallness of things and the inferiority of things and the meagerness of things many times is, is necessary for the glory of God to be clearly seen. Yeah. Because if these things can be used to change a situation around, you got to know God was involved in that yeah. thing because this is not enough to get it done. It's poor quality. It's small. But, 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 in some ways, we need to be excited about the meagerness of it, right? I love what Jonathan said to David when they wanted to go fight the Philistines, I believe it was. I know it was the enemies of God, so I think it was the Philistines. And the Philistines have money more than that. And David and Jonathan said, come on, let's go get them. Mm-hmm. He said, because God can save by many or by, by few. few, right? That's the thing. So here's the thing. Yeah. You can have a hundred loaves of wheat bread. God can use that. Mm-hmm. But he can save by many or by few. And you can have five loaves of poor man's bread. And he can use that too. Oh, yeah. But see, sometimes we get upset because all we got is poor man's bread. Mm-hmm. We get upset because I just got poor man's bread and, and, and two small fish. Oh, so if you had rich man's bread and you had some bigger fish, that still would have helped? <laughs> In the end, right... You may have a dollar in your pocket. Well, what, what am I going to do with this dollar? Probably not much, but right. that's not the issue, right. right? That's not the issue. It's, it's whether or not you're going to go and see and bring your dollar, bring your poor man's bread, bring your small fish, bring your small education, bring your small church, bring your small whatever, and <laughs> yes. give it unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Yes, it's poor man's bread and this small fish. And, 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 and so here we have Andrew, after he points that out, he then has to ask a question. But what are they among so many? Here's the answer. Not much. Right. Not much. Mm-hmm. Two, two, two small fish and five loaves of poor man's bread. Ain't going to do much yeah. with 10, 15,000 people. What are they among so many? Not much. Right. In themselves, what are they among so many? Not much. In your hands, Andrew, what are they among so many? Not much. Give it to Peter. What are they in his hands? Not much. Give it Give it to Matthew. What's it in his hands? Not much. But watch this. Put it in Jesus' hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? Put it in Jesus' hands. In themselves and in the hands of us, you know what? My little education, my little meager talents and abilities and all the rest of that is not much, Mm -hmm. right? But man, if I can get it away from myself and bring this unto the Lord, oh, now we're talking something different. Right. Man, now we're talking something different. So this bread and and these fish are not enough in themselves or in the hands of the disciples to do anything. Mm -hmm. But in the hands of God, it is more than enough. But, 
But in order to get to that point, it requires something. And it requires what we're going to talk about next week. And what we're going to talk about next week is the surrender. Right? Yes. We talked about the example. We talked about the contrast. Today we talked about the test. Mm -hmm. And God willing, we come back next week. We're going to talk about the surrender. Amen. Because that's what it's going to take in order to take the little bit we have and allow God to turn it into more than enough. Yes. And we're going to talk about that next week. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You know that song, I Love the Lord and I Won't Take It Back? Mm-hmm. Can you sing it mm -hmm. as we go out? No. Say? <laughs> I said no. Oh, she said no. Okay. I thought, okay. Praise God. Well, we love the Lord and we're not going to take it back. We love Bible study. I pray, I pray um, you love Bible study too. I know you do. Amen. Let's Amen. pray tonight. Uh, as we get ready to go down from here. Glory to God. Father, we bless your name. Yes, and we thank Father. you, Lord. We thank you, God, for the word you've sown into our yes, spirit. Father. We thank you, God, for opening our eyes, causing us to see not only the disciples, but ourselves. And God, we just pray, God, that you'll continue to work on us. Oh, yes, God, Father. that, Father God, you'll continue to form and, and shape us and make us more like Jesus, oh God. And Father, yes. continue to pour out your spirit upon us, oh God. Fill us up with your Holy Spirit, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, uh, use us in this earth to glorify your name. Father yes, God, we Father. thank you, God, that you continue to teach us your more excellent way. And God, we believe that as we are taught of the Lord, we are obedient unto Christ. Yes. And, and, and Father God, we are obedient unto your will. And Father, we just thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Now, God, I just pray that you will bless everyone under the sound of my yes, voice. Bless Father. those who desire to be here but could not, oh God. And, and Father God, just continue to watch over us, our households and our families on tonight. Continue to bless us with your presence. Give us peace and yes, joy Lord. in our hearts yes, and in our soul. And Father, may we find rest on this evening and father god we just thank you that uh you are just a good god and father we just simply love you and we give you all the praise in jesus name amen 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 praise the lord amen so next week we're coming um we're going to talk about the surrender next week amen um and um we're gonna, as we continue to talk about i need a blessing amen and so until then well, 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 no, hopefully we'll see you before then. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but have a blessed night. And uh, remember, God is, is good. Amen. Amen.